All right. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Made it through another week. I'm a few minutes late here, but we're about ready to get going. Uh, let's see. Who do we got in the chat so far? C. Grover, how's it going? And DJ Devin? More trivia game? Yeah, I think Yeah, we're going to play with the trivia thing for a bit. I got a couple of different ideas. I'm not sure exactly which way we'll take it, uh, but we'll play around with it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Beata over on YouTube, how's it going? Let me get my chats situated here, and then we will get the show on the road. All right. So hello, everyone. Uh, if anybody is new, uh, my name is Tim. I go by Foamy Guy on GitHub and Discord. This is the Deep Dive program. Um, we are uh, looking at stuff inside of CircuitPython, either the CircuitPython core itself, uh, sometimes CircuitPython libraries, sometimes CircuitPython projects, um, which is where we're at today. We're going to be looking at a project, but it is kind of on the cutting edge because it's a PicoW project and we're making use of the Wi-Fi, which uh, has only recently gained support. So we're testing that out. Uh, successful. Now it's back to green. How's it going, uh, Charles, if you could see me at this point? That there, uh, okay, so yeah, I think we probably cut out for a second there. Let me check, uh, let me check one more place. Uh, let's do this. We green on this side, this one back. Uh, yeah, we're back to green on this side as well. Hopefully we're back in business. Yep. Uh, how's it going, Paul SK? Uh, happy Friday, and to Charles uh, B as well. Uh, hopefully we won't have any further stream or network issues. Uh, let me see here. What I'll do is I'll keep OBS here, but turn off the preview. That way I can actually try to keep an eye on the uh, uh, up time or whatever. Not really up time, but up speed or something. Whatever this is. Okay. Uh, how's it going, Blitz City? Uh, so, let's see. I don't remember exactly where I was at. Got distracted by the stream cutting out. But we are running Python on these tiny computers. We're able to connect it to the computer uh, with a USB. It shows up as a thumb drive you can write your Python code right on that drive uh, and interact with the peripherals that are connected to the device. So in this case, we have a Wi-Fi chip inside of here. We're gonna be connecting to the internet and uh, fetching some data from an API. Uh, and then there's also a bunch of pins along the side and we're able to interact with these pins in various ways as well. Uh, sometimes for just like lights and uh, speakers, uh, you know, on off switches, buttons, things like that. Um, but also you can connect more complicated things like displays uh, and other sensors and peripherals and stuff. So um, that's kind of a high level look at what we are doing. Again, CircuitPython is the main project. You can find more at circuitpython.org. Uh, I'd also encourage you to join us over on the Discord. Uh, all the development takes place out in the open and we collaborate through the Discord. So if you're interested in getting involved or just seeing uh, what goes into the project, uh, head over there and join us. Um, the Discord, in fact, it's the same Discord which is on the screen below me there. Uh, the live broadcast chat is where we're at now. That's the chat that runs during uh, live shows. Uh, but there's also a CircuitPython dev and a help with CircuitPython and several other channels inside there. Um, so head there and join us if you want to uh, 
uh, either you know get involved or even just hang out in the community uh, or get help with CircuitPython or anything like that. Uh, CircuitPython is an open source project, but it is primarily funded by this company, Adafruit. Uh, this is a hardware and software company based out of New York. Um, this is their website, adafruit.com. So they are paying the folks who work on CircuitPython full-time. Uh, they're paying some folks, such as myself, who work on the project part-time. Uh, they pay us to write code and guides and documentation and do projects and make videos and do live streams. Um, so thank you, of course, to Adafruit. And um, what I will say is thank you to anyone who wants to purchase uh, hardware from them. If you head over to adafruit.com and purchase yourself some fun toys to play with, uh, you are helping support the CircuitPython project by uh, buying stuff from them. So thank you for those of you that do that. Uh, and then jumping into today's uh, idea, let's see, let me catch up here. How's it going, Axel Magnus? Uh, submitted some libs to the community bundle, including a range slicer, a linear quantizer, uses hysteresis instead of filters for low latency noise reduction. I can't say as though I know exactly what that means. It sounds like some sort of filter, uh, maybe for some kind of input from a sensor. You're kind of filtering out um, values you don't care about as much, maybe values that aren't actual good reads or something. I'm not sure if that's actually what you mean, though. Uh, also submitted a Shadow Watcher, which is a gesture detector, originally for the uh, originally designed for the Pi Portal, uh, working on Atari Punk console emulator. Whoa, that's pretty sweet. Atari Punk console. I'm not familiar. Is Atari Punk, was that a, uh, was that a device? I've heard of Atari, but not specifically Atari Punk. What is that? Let's see. Uh, let's see here. So I think, uh, how's it going to Shippu as well? I think I missed a Shippu back a minute ago. Uh, we get that translated, uh, sensor filter for noisy sensors. Okay, yeah. So if you have like a PWM sensor or something like that, and it gives you, um, you know, lots of noise, lots of up and downs and stuff, this will help you kind of narrow in on um, the readings that are most relevant, sounds like. So this looks like, okay, so it's some kind of synth device, Atari Punk Console, a popular circuit that uses two 555s or a 556 for a DIY noise maker. Okay, so my guess then is, this is probably how the Atari made sounds. Is that the idea here? The circuit uh, maybe was inside the Atari, and then you're making one that's just on its own to make sounds with it. But uh, back in the day, this is maybe what they used to generate sounds in the system. I don't know that for a fact, but this is kind of my guess based on the name, Atari Punk Console, but maybe it's unrelated, I don't know. Um, so looking at today's plan, what I would like to work on, uh, I would like to work on this trivia application. Um, let me get the camera going here. Uh, 121, it's probably gonna crash on me as soon as I load it. Yep. We'll restart that. Second time's the charm, not sure why, but I tend to have to restart that twice. Uh, we have Pico W, freshly soldered with its pins. It is very dark and very difficult to see. Let's fix that. One out of two, that's looking better. Not so much. Oh, where are we at there? have a perfect focus but that'll do so pico w um 
I have a couple ideas, actually. So one of them you may have spied. I also have a display on this device. Uh, I think it'd be kind of interesting to try out the display with the Pico. I don't believe I've ever used a display with any RP2040 devices that I can think of. I don't think I have, um, which is actually kind of surprising. I was thinking about that, and I was like, yeah, I don't think, I don't believe I have. Uh, maybe I did and I'm forgetting one, but um, I do like to play around in display land a lot, so I figured maybe it'd be cool if we hook up the display to the Pico W. Uh, we could put trivia questions, or we could put score or something on there. So that's maybe one idea. Uh, and again, I have a couple ideas here. I'm not sure which direction I want to head directly, so I'll give you my ideas and then I'll kind of figure out where I want to go. Uh, the other thing I have here is Stemma Cable which we could use to connect this. Let me put the chats back here as well, get them covered up. Uh, hysterically useful, let's see. Used with potentiometer to act like a rotary switch, for example, interesting, okay. Hysterically useful. Who knew like 40 years later, Atari Punk is just an awesome combination of words, that's true. It's associated with Atari Oh, not associated. Okay, not associated. So it probably was not the thing inside there. Interesting. Uh, so Stemma Cable, we could connect this. This has Stemma plugins. It's a 1x3 Neo key device. So you can plug in Cherry compatible keys to the top here. Um, and this is nice because this has four buttons. And our trivia game has multi-choice questions which have four potential answers. Uh, so maybe we could make our game where we press the buttons on here to select the answers that we want. Maybe that's in conjunction with the display. Uh, maybe we go a different way and we don't go with the display. The other thing that I was thinking of, the kind of third idea I have in mind, is um, making the trivia into a web application. So in that situation, we would not use this display, but what we would do is run a web server on this Pico W we would connect to that web server from our browser on the PC or a browser on the phone. Um, you know, we would put in the IP address for the Pico W, we'd load the page, and then it would have the trivia game on that page. Um, so this device would be hosting the page for us. We could then use a client device to load the page, see the questions, press the buttons to put the answers in, uh, you know, look at our score and all of that stuff. Um, so there's, there's a couple of ways it could go, and it could mix and match, right? Like whether we use the web server or the display IO display, uh, either way, you know, maybe we could still make use of the Neo key. Uh, even if the web page was just output, like it outputs the question and it outputs the score, um, and then you use the buttons here still to put your answers in, um, that might be kind of cool. So that's kind of where I'm at, is I wanna just play around with a couple of those ideas. I think I'm gonna start with the web server. I think that's a nice place to start uh, because Pico W is brand new Raspberry Pi Pico that has support for Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi support in CircuitPython is brand new. Uh, so it'll be good maybe to give it a try out here with the web server, right? That's a relatively complex uh, project as far as CircuitPython goes, so it might be good Oh, uh, yes, it does help. Uh, you must plug the device in if you would like it to be connected to your computer. It is not 
as magical as that yet. Although there is web workflow on some devices, which you could use over Wi-Fi. Maybe it's not quite the case, but not this one. So we need to plug that in. Then we can go back to here. Maybe refresh this. Still not wanting to show. Uh, let's see here. I had to actually power cycle this one earlier. One thing that is tough about the Pico is there's no LEDs. There's nothing that tells you if it's on. We're currently disconnected. Interesting. So let's see here. I did just solder the pins. I haven't had it on since I soldered the pins. Is there some chance I mucked it up? Get a little light here. Trying to see if I have any pins jumped. Um, especially like the reset pin or if there's an enable pin. I don't know if these ones have an enable pin. See any on that side. Any on that side either. Hmm. Let's try a different USB port. I actually did have trouble with this device even before I soldered the pins. The LED is off by default. Oh, there is? Is there an LED on there somewhere? Hmm. Never seen it. There we are. Okay, so we switched ports and now it's connected. I don't know what that's about, but we're in business now. Is the other end plugged into the computer? It's plugged into a hub with a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, got the Sparky. Uh, it's not a power-only cable. Yeah, I'm confident that it's a data cable. These cables I've used, the particular cable that it is, um, came out of a bunch of cell phone boxes. I did a project at work at one point where I had the pleasure of opening like three to 500 cell phone boxes that all came with USB cables. And um, I'm still using those cables because I kept a handful of them. Uh, so we should have this now, or if not, okay, yeah, we should at least be able to reload to get it. So uh, if folks are interested in the trivia aspect of this, I did make a a serial sort of terminal version of the trivia game that runs on this device. So the way this one works is you run it on your uh, Pico W is what I tested it on. Um, theoretically, it would work on other stuff as well. Uh, it does it does use native Wi-Fi, so you know you would need to run it on a device with native Wi-Fi, or else you would need to modify it to work with ESP32 Spy. Um, this one asks you the, the trivia questions through the serial terminal. So you connect with TO or PuTTY or something like that, and then it's kind of like command line answering the trivia stuff. So um, we'll build something similar to this, but we'll try out uh, different interfaces for it. 
Uh, and I think I'm going to start with the server. I'm going to take my test server code. Just going to change that out to trivia and then just put hello trivia in here for now so we can test and see if it's working. I don't really need to print the network. Okay. Riva. That says it's listening. Now we go to here. We go to the Pico's IP address, which is this. Uh, actually, I did change it to that, which says unable to connect. The one thing is we might need to not have this file. Oh, on, gosh dang it. Show me the hidden files. Sorry, there's some chance it's going to open this up after I touch it, and I don't want to do that because it has my stuff inside of it. So that says address in use, which I think is probably because of the way that I had the .emv. Um, first thing we are going to do is give ourselves a reset bodge wire here. Um, so the pinout is on the back, so we need to find one that we can see. I don't think we need the whole data sheet, though. Zork on a feather? Be Zork on a feather. Not sure what that is, Zork. Can I just go to the big one? Okay, reset, is it run? Is that right? Let's say it's run. Of course it's like right in the middle. It'll like count forever to get to there. I think it's run, and I think you jump it to ground to get it to reset. So ground. Ground, we have three from the back on both sides. Third from the back. Back being opposite the USB. So then for run, it's... Because they have to be different? Yeah, run is reset, okay. Oh, Zork was one of the adventure games. 
I gotcha. Euro text game. That'd be kind of fun. I have a JavaScript library for making text-based games. Do not have something similar for CircuitPython, but it would be fun to do. So we're going to go from the ground. One, two, three, four, five. The fifth pin is going to be another ground. Six, seventh pin is run. Seventh pin after the ground. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh pin after the ground. And this happens to be in line with the bottom of this chip, pretty much, uh, which it is on this one as well, albeit filmed from an odd angle that maybe makes it so it doesn't seem like that. So we should be able to go touch these together and get a reset. Hmm. Well, we touched them together and we got a shutdown. Hmm. Okay. Power cycle it. Okay, this time it thinks it's on 132 port 80. Oh, you know what? We never did, we didn't put this here, actually. Oh, you know what the problem is, actually? Oh, shoot. Uh... Yeah, thank you. That is the wrong port. I think I know. Oh my goodness, it worked. Okay. There we go. Okay. I was thinking the problem was that my Wi-Fi was on Ethernet. No, my Wi-Fi was on Ethernet. My laptop is on Ethernet. The computer we're on is on Ethernet. But the CircuitPython device is on Wi-Fi, and devices don't always see each other. Um, in this case, it looks like they are, though, but I swear I've had that problem before. Okay. So we got this responding. Um, so now let's see how do we want to do this. I think when you first go to trivia page, it I want it to um, I wanted to ask you how many questions and what category do you want? Because the API we're using has the ability to do both. This won't really be a function, but we can use category dictionary. Wi-Fi and Ethernet, yeah. Uh, okay, and then I think what we want is 
we want an endpoint that's going to return this object for us. Wait, can you not have... Should we not... We shouldn't have base. Should we call this trivia? Categories. So let's have that send back the categories dictionary. So now if we request that, we get back JSON object with this stuff inside of it. So we should be able to consume that on the front end. So let's make a HTML page. Review web index.html trivia okay now let's try to have this serve the page uh, which I don't actually know how to do off the top of my head I'm pretty sure that there's a way feel anything about TV actresses that involves the Kardashians and stuff. Yeah, the the, uh, the question categories range from kind of like pop culture stuff that I know nothing about to computers and video games, which I know a little bit more about. Not too much. Uh, let's see if there is an example. Or an example that hosts a page? File name equals index.html. We said file name equals trivia web index. Oops, don't need that. Ooh, address and use. Address and use. Serve forever. returns can we try catch this or something is this like it feels like this would be stopping it from releasing itself oh oh it went back to working Now we are serving our HTML page. So inside our HTML page, we can have select ID uh, category, select 
and then script. Uh, let's see here. Category select. Load categories uh, fetch slash categories then response then um, function response. Then function response JSON. A catch. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't remember the right way to do this. Except Evans and Sutherland's. One trick question about the teapot. Yeah, the teapot. Utah, not Tennessee. Uh, okay, so we get response, we call response JSON. Response.json. Really, we return? Return response JSON? Yeah, we return it because this is an arrow notation function. Which means in here... Oh, we are in JavaScript land. Uh, response JSON. And then let's call load categories. was reset trivia there we go okay so we got our object which has all our categories inside of it so now we want to make those into options and put them inside of our select so in here we're gonna go for let i zero less than response json what's the thing though and then but this is actually just a dictionary huh how do we loop over a dictionary in JavaScript? We don't call them dictionaries, but key value in diction. But this is that's that doesn't work. 
Wait, that's not real. Is that real? 2017. 2015. Script 5. For each. Object keys. Object entries. Value. Let's use this one. Object is this. Yeah, let's make sure that works. And then what we'll do is we'll be making a sol a uh, an option from each one of these. Ah, oh, we got that thing again. Weird. I don't know how, I don't know why sometimes that's taken. Okay. Got those. Now we're gonna go document, create element, option. Uh, let's see. Uh, let new option equal that new option dot say value equals key new option dot inner text equals value and then we want to append it to our select so we go category select append new option address in use Is there a way to make it disconnect? Like reset or something? It's so weird too, it's not every time, although it feels a lot more like every time now, doesn't it? I'm gonna try the reset wires. Didn't exactly work last time though. Better this time. Uh, one thing is we don't get to see the first prints that way, so I guess we'll see if it worked. Nice, there we go. Okay, there's our category. We want also a input for the number of questions. Close the connection on your code. Close the connection. How do, I'm not sure how to close it. Uh, is there like, cause it says serve forever will not return. I don't know how do we get control back unless we, if there's something we could put in here maybe. 
I don't think it's been printing this exiting, though. Yeah, it just says listening, and then traceback on serve forever. I guess, could I catch OS error and then, like, do something about it? Nah, there's no other functions. Just route and serve forever. Yeah, maybe I do microcontroller reset? Give me there? I'm not sure. Weird too, it's not every time. Oh, it got the OS error actually, it was. It did this time. Is there like Wi-Fi dot enabled? Stop station. Is enabled, can we set it to false or is it like get only? Oh, thank you. Uh, Timzit, TMZT for the loop there. Reach sounds like it'd work. Dom content loaded. Vent. Need a JSON parser in JavaScript? Finger raise? Uh, yes, I mean, we have a JSON parser if we need it. I think in this case, fetch is doing it for us, or not really fetch, but response.json inside the fetch resolve method or whatever. By dot radio. Enabled Boolean true in the radio. If you set the value to false, any open sockets will be closed.
Hmm. I don't know if this works. Didn't work. Um... Radio has no object enabled. Enabled? Did I spell it wrong? You close the socket, do you have to do a full build out of the connection again? I'm not sure. I, to be honest, I'm not really sure how to close the socket because... This thing says it never returns, and it doesn't seem like this is ever getting executed, even when I do Control-C. I'm assuming if this would work that it would close the socket, but I don't actually know. Um, yeah, I don't know how to stop it, basically. There's not like server.stop or close or anything. This is weird, though, right? Dir Wi-Fi Radio says... Enabled is right there, but you try to access it, and it says has no attribute. Hmm. Okay. Um...
It's, is there a microcontroller.reset? You know, actually, before we try that, what if we had a, what if we slept first? Maybe it's just like, because it resets and it was just running a second ago, maybe it does shut itself down, but it's not having enough time. Waiting extra time does not help it. That seems to, though. I'll save it in a minute. For now, we can try this. Okay. And we want to default that to 10 because that's what the API default is. Maybe interrupts are disabled. Value equals 10. Interrupts are disabled. Control C, Control D to do a reset. Yeah, I know that part, but that's uh, not working. That's not... Um, well, maybe I need to, maybe, maybe it's specifically saving the code. So like the problem is, so like I just do a control C, right? And now I'm going to go save the code. Both the index and the code pie have changed a little bit. Control D and now we get this address in use and I go control C. Well, now we have a reset inside of it. But can, can control C, control D is not letting this work. It's not coming back and letting me use the address. But microcontroller.reset seems to. Okay, there we go. So we want a submit button. HTTP server start. 
Wi-Fi radio enabled. Yeah, I tried Wi-Fi radio enabled, but that was not working either. Uh, it says it's there inside dir. I did like import Wi-Fi and then I did dir Wi-Fi radio. It says enabled in the list, but when I try to use it or access it, it says attribute not found or something. So like right here, when this, this code came from trying to do, and here's the dir as well. So dir Wi-Fi radio shows enabled right there. But the next line here, I went Wi-Fi dot enabled to make it print and it says attribute. Ah, shoot, I didn't do radio. Yeah. All right, we'll try that next time. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, da, 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 da. So I guess let's try this back to this way. So it's so weird too, like sometimes it doesn't have a problem, like this time it didn't have a problem. No, yeah, see here it says radio, yeah. I did it wrong one way, I did it wrong one time, but it's still, I think it is having the same thing. So import Wi-Fi, dir wifi.radio, print wifi.radio.enabled, true, okay. Can't set it. It works if we access it, but it doesn't let us set it. So we'll do the reset. There is stop? How do you stop? So I see how I could use start and then be calling pull. But I suspect I still will need 
like a stop or a close or something like that. Is there a disconnect? It's interesting. This this says you can set this, but it didn't seem to work in our case. Connect. Reconnections are handled automatically. Stop DHCP. I don't see a disconnect. Yeah. Okay, we got, we got our category, we got our count, we got our button. What we want to do is when you click on the button, we want to basically send the category. And the count back to the back end. And then get the questions from it. How do we get data out of our request? We want, I guess, how do we need to find route, maybe? How do we get the data off of request? Response, though.
request raw request? Your request. Our request. River dot underscore dot stock dot close. Type that underscore. How do we do a post method? Route path method, okay. Oh, wait, now this goes up here. Start button. Oh. Start button. How do you put data into a post? Body. goes on an object
Network error. Post to get questions. But no response. How do we get no response? I club froth at the mouth. Oh, my, uh, the Cyclops character? The questions? Okay, there's our address in use. Now, sock dot... What do we do? Sock dot disconnect or something? Close doesn't seem to help it. Looks like it's address in use. Oh, what? No. The thing about this is it reconnects kind of slow, and then I think we missed the print already. So why do we get no response? Didn't get any printout either. I guess we would need to do this, probably. Uh, see you, Dishibu. Have a good night. Hmm. Is it just posts that don't work? Would this need method equals? So weird, I don't get, sometimes it's fine and other times it just doesn't work.
so weird. I don't understand, like, what is happening to this. How do we get no response? Oh. Oh wait, no, this is what we sent. Connecting two milliseconds and then nothing else. No cores. And type. Oh. Well, but we're not seeing it come through on the server side either. Oh, are we? We are. Just kidding. We actually are. Okay, I know what the problem is then. We don't, we, we, uh, we didn't do this. Then, response, uh, function. Then turn response JSON. Response object console log response object. Um, oh, function. Also, we're not returning inside of here, which is probably why we're not getting anything returned. Kind of makes sense. Okay, I should have gone before I started, but I didn't, so I apologize. We don't have to step out and run to the restroom real fast and then be back. Uh, let's say that for now. Okay, BRB, sorry. Okay. This will send it something back. Uh, 
Let's do that also. So we get a response. We didn't get the printout this time either. Hmm. There we go. That time we got 200. Response is JSON with success true. Okay. So what we want to do then is we need to get well, we need to put the category that was chosen and the count into the request that we are sending here. That should send them through. Oh, we got address in use. The reset. Low connection, but it's back. R. Okay. So, where do we get the body? Can we split on double new line? If we split on double new line, that should be this two characters here. And then if we do index one, it should be the body. This is very primitive. It wouldn't work if there were double new lines inside the body or anything. but I think it should work for this instance. Well, raw, it's actually just raw request. Then request body equals Row request split new line new line one okay. 
Anderson use. Microcontroller.reset is nice. I guess I could be using the reset wires, maybe. I don't know if that would be any quicker. This time it seems like it crashed, though, didn't it? This index out of range. Not work. Uh, or is it triple new line? No, it should be double new line. Oh, it's double new line, but it's with carriage returns also. Okay. Whoops. There we go. Now we got our body. So now we could go uh, request body object is JSON loads. Request body. Yeah, yep. That's what it, yep. You were both right. Uh, it was a uh, line feed and new lines, yep. Uh, request body object so now we have it as an object and so now we should be ready to actually fetch our trivia from the trivia server and in order to do that we need to do this is this gonna let me do this i don't know can i have can i have the server running Bucket pool.
Why does this not fill in? Jason. Okay. Like it allowed HTTPS to be set up. sometimes get this hanging request this one doesn't print or burn this time we got it oh yeah there's our response with all of our questions in it it took it a minute it took it i mean it took it a couple seconds Nine 9.0 seconds. You know, not the fastest thing in the world. Uh, theoretically, we could be making this request to the trivia server from our front end, but I think this way of doing it through the web server is kind of nice to be testing out the Pico W. So this will basically act as a proxy for the trivia server. We can send it the count and the category by filling in these values and it will give us back the questions we didn't actually print or do anything with uh oh actually hmm seems like we should have done something with it oh uncaught and promise network error Work error. So did the first one fail? And then the second one succeeded? Did the first one failing cause JavaScript on the page to stop working? But the next request succeeds. Why does the first one fail?
Time we got it. We probably need to have like error handling on this too, because if this fails, like we want to return something else probably. Error, network error when attention attempting to fetch resource not found oh that's the avocado maybe this is coming from the favicon the thing is the next request is working but the code is broken. It's not printing. It's not printing from here. Oh, this is wrong. Scene closing. Oh, I saw it. There it is. Okay. Results has our questions. They are all difficulty easy. No, they're not. They are all category general knowledge. Perfect. Does the catch work? Uh, I'm not sure. 
I don't think we've seen it work, but I also had it coded wrong before, so we didn't really give it a fair chance. Okay, so now our front end is able to get questions from the back end. And so from here, we would want to hide this stuff div setup div. Setup div. Okay. And then, so one thing we can do is hide this stuff. Let's make it. Let's make a variable for it. Let's have two more of these. Setup div, whoops, uh, question div, question div, setup div, div id question div. Uh, P ID question text uh, da, 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 So yeah, let's start with that. Let's just try to get the question text showing. Uh, we'll worry about answer buttons and stuff like that here in a minute. Uh, so what we want is actually this doesn't matter too much, but I'm gonna do it just so it's kind of consistent. We want question, no, we want, yeah, no, we want question div, display none. And then in here we wanna go, once we got back our questions, we wanna go uh, question div style display block. And setup div style display none. So this will hide the setup div, show the question div, and let's also put the first question inside the question text. Question text. Whoops. Question text. Question text, inner text, response object, results, zero, question, results, zero, question. Uh, one thing is we'll want to URL decode it, probably. We'll worry about that in a minute.
everything works though, this will get the questions and it will put the first one inside the question text. And it will hide the setup div. And we probably got address in use? No. Uh, network error. So I don't know. Did that come from our catch in the promise? Because we did do this. I guess I should have done like. Let me try again though. Hope we got network error again. Can I refresh this page? This page works. be back hopefully so it seems like this one failed but I don't know like if I just make another one oh, it's like stuck in there I think right we probably need timeout or something all right let's try saving this response returning it okay oh, but it didn't actually make it oh it did finally it just took it 10 seconds okay but it didn't do its stuff oh it says error type error Now it's like instantaneously gets error. Oh, okay, there we go. That one worked. <laughs> Gotta try it a few times. And then we did get our question. So one thing we need to do is fix this kind of stuff. Uh, the way we're going to do that is cheat because I actually made part of this the other day. But I don't remember what the code is. Decode HTML. Puts it in a text area and then gets it back out. So inner text here, we would actually go decode HTML this.
network error. Huh. We get in use only after we send the post? No, it's soft rebooting. It's stopped by auto reload. few short drops, one second, less than one second, okay. Tip error, network error. Here we go. So we do need error handling, better error handling. Sweet, there's our question. So, twenty minutes. If we use this Neo Key thing. How would that work? If we use this, the question is showing in the browser, and then we would want to wait on the user to press one of the four keys to indicate their answer. They're multi-choice questions. Well, there's some multi-choice and there's some true-false. Uh, but either way, there's a maximum of four possible answers. But if the user answers with this, how does this page get to know? There's not really a great way. Like, the only thing we could really do is this page could constantly pull a different endpoint, like check, you know, check if answered or something. And inside of there, it would have some logic based on reading the cherry keys and deciding whether they were correct or not. The weird thing there, too, is then the Python code here 
would have to know what the correct answer is. Which it could find out because it's got the data inside this. We could keep it in a variable. So it could find that out. I don't think I like the idea of the front end just having to pull an endpoint, though. I can't think of a better slash different way. Or the Python code inside of here to tell the front end code inside of here that the user pressed a button. So let's start with putting our buttons on the HTML page. This will show the question and then it will show the four buttons below it. User will click the button they want and then we'll send the results back to the server. Like if the user got the question right or not. Yeah, let's do that. So, we can also steal that from over here. Uh, I don't have either of those yet. Let's just turn those off for now. We can put those in later. The thing is, we need to put the response into our response object.
So we put that inside here. We're not going to do this because instead we're actually going to call show question zero. Which will get it back out of this. Set the text. If it's a multiple, it will set the buttons and it will randomly choose which button is going to get the correct answer and which buttons are going to get the wrong answers. If it's a boolean, then they'll be true false and then we'll make click listeners if all of that works for when the user clicks on an answer. It's like we got stuck. Why are we looking on space? Oh, okay, we still have 150k. Uh... I don't know, it doesn't seem like we got a response. is odd because we're getting this Oh. oh, we had interesting. I think maybe we had this issue even though it wasn't printing. Probably. Or we just can't serve the index page anymore. I don't know, this thinks it finished, but we don't see response data. We don't have response headers either. I don't think it actually finished. It says 200. It stopped loading. Well, seem to be stuck now.
But like my instinct is uh, somehow we made index.html too big. And that's causing it not to work. So the way I'm going to try to test that is switch it over to this one, which is much smaller. Oh, this time we got two in a row. I think index is too big now or something. So this completed pretty much inst- well, yeah, it seems like this completed pretty much instantly. And then the one after it printed and then return response, but then... Our actual data is just not coming through. And from the browser side, it's like not actually getting... Well, some parts of the browser think it's not getting a response, and some parts of the browser think it is. Because, like, this says status 200, which means successful, but, like, that's not true, right? It didn't even... It doesn't show any response headers. And it doesn't show any response object. and it didn't actually load the page. And it seemed like that started happening after I added more stuff to this. Uh, where did our code pie go? I don't know what's happening here. This is saying 200, but it's not really right. We don't have response headers. I don't think we're getting anything back. I don't know what's happening at the end of this nine seconds. 
something is happening that's making this think that it succeeded, but it's not really succeeding. Otherwise, we would get headers for it. We would see the response body. And like it would render the page. Well, this didn't actually save. Runaway process. Is that an options? I'm not sure what you mean. Is it an options? EA added a runaway process. I think, yeah, I think that it doesn't stop correctly sometimes. Sometimes when it restarts uh, from saving CodePy or index or whatever, it works okay. Other times it doesn't. Is there a timeout on fetch? Timeout's at 300 seconds. Or 90 seconds in Firefox. We're not quite hitting 90 seconds. Rollered out of board. Options. Timeout equals. Could be hogging the port. Yeah, I mean, I think it is, but I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how to make it not do that other than reset the microcontroller, which is what I've started doing, which is why this is happening. Yeah, socks. Uh, yeah, we can't do that because it's not Linux. We have something stale serving. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think we do, but I don't. I don't know how to kill it. We can't PSOX because it's on a microcontroller. I don't think it has PSOX or kill and it doesn't have processes in the same way as pc python this is micro microcontroller with circuit python so it's not a full operating system the uh is the camera still on this this it's not live anymore this device right here though this is what we're running the python on 
So it doesn't have that stuff. I this has got to be the size though, right? Because all I did was just delete that big script. Because now our script was kind of big. I deleted that and then it's and then it worked. Yeah, hard mode. Um, hmm. I don't know about that. We might just be at a limit of can't actually do that much stuff. Try a 30 second timeout. But that's not. But that's not our fetch, though. That's not our fetch. That's timing out, right? That's our page load. This is not going to change anything. Could minimize the JS. That's true. I. I probably won't. I probably won't go that route because we st there's still a fair amount of code that we would need to make the rest of this work and if i'm close to the limit i don't just want to like fight the limit and minimize over and over again um this has got to be timing out right it's always around 10 seconds Why does it get a 200, though? So we could, I guess one, I mean, we could take our JavaScript code and we could put it online somewhere and then index could be loading JavaScript from online. I guess that could work. I may just tap out on the web server methodology here, though. What does this actually do? And if file name try file length, then file response.
any kind of timeout in here. I might give up on the web app version of this and maybe uh, tomorrow's stream because we're getting close to time as well but I will be back for tomorrow's stream at 10 a.m. central time maybe what we'll try tomorrow is get the display set up and use the 1x4 Neo key Add file name length 4582 after send file response. But the browser doesn't actually get it. Premature end of content length, delimited message body. Expected 4502, received 0.
I don't know what this does. That walrus operator? I don't know how that works. said We'll put a few more prints, but I'm probably gonna call it a night here pretty quick. And I think, yeah, I think we'll just try going the other way tomorrow. We'll try going with Display.io and the uh, and the one by Ford Neo Key. Walrus. I th I, I'm not 100% sure if that's what that is. I know there is a thing called the Walrus Operator. I think maybe that's it. I'm not actually sure. Keep up the hard work, don't give up. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, we'll get it. We'll get something going one way or another. It's to send. Sleep for sure. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I'll definitely be sleeping tonight, but... I don't really know what memory view is. Colon equals, that's what we had. Yeah, so I think that was, but I don't actually know what it does. Generally, or in the context of this code. Maybe we should have printed bytes sent.
Interestingly, this thinks it did send 4582 from here. No. You get the same thing from this one still? Yeah. review. It's like plus equal, but something to do with references for dictionaries. You like see stuff in this, or really know what memory view is? returns the value after assignment. So it assigns it into here, but also returns it, which then in our case is evaluating it for its truthiness, maybe. Zero. So I do think 
for some reason we are sending back nothing. So maybe what we'll do is tomorrow we will try to see if we can verify that this is simply a problem caused by returning pages that are too big. Uh, maybe I'll try it on a ESP32-S2 and see if it's be that it behaves the same. Um, and maybe we will try it on a page that doesn't have JavaScript but will keep adding more or Mipsum or something to make it bigger and see if we can find out if it fails the same way consistently. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. I mean, it has the data here. Just doesn't actually get sent. Weird. by the time this gets to here, it thinks that it sent 4582 bytes. But on the client side, we're actually receiving back zero. What's con.send? What's con?
This is request buffer size, not response buffer size. Socket.accept. a socket or socket no source the pool pool must have a send but that's in native code we can't really look inside of it very easily Okay. All right, well, we gave it a good try. I think I definitely still learned a lot about HTTP server, so I'm happy for having done this. Uh, I will try to isolate tomorrow, like, if it is simply the case that if your index is too big that it causes this error. Uh, if we can narrow that down to being true, then maybe we can also try to figure out around what size it happens, and then if we can figure that out, we could submit an issue with some reproducer code and an index HTML that causes it reliably. Maybe that will make it easier to look into. Um, so I think I'll do that tomorrow. Um, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Time is when I'll be back. Uh, I'll be on my own channel at that point, not the Adafruit one. I'll drop links in the live broadcast chat uh, when I get started with that. Um, so we'll probably work on that a little bit, see if we can narrow this down, and then I may go with the other approach. I may try the uh, put the questions on display.io and have the neo key uh, buttons, and maybe we'll try we'll try that way. See if we can get anywhere that way. Maybe we'll try ESP32S2 as well, just to see if that makes any difference. Um, but thank you to everybody for watching. Thanks for everybody that hung out and uh, asked questions and made, gave comments and things in the chat. Definitely always appreciate uh, everyone hanging out. Um, yeah, hope everybody enjoyed the show, and I will, uh, I'll catch you next time. Which again, that'll be tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central for me. Uh, I gotta go stop this cat from getting into trouble, so I'm gonna go and do that. Hope everybody has a good night and a good weekend, and I'll see you later.